Welcome to the Software People Stories. I'm Shiv. I'm Chitra. And I'm Gaiti. We bring you interesting untold stories of people associated with the creation or consumption of software-based solutions. You'll hear stories of what worked and sometimes what didn't. You will also hear very personal experiences and insights that would trigger your thoughts and inspire you to do even greater things. Today I'm in conversation with my colleague Venu Subramanyayar. Venu, who started his career as a systems engineer, shares how he moved from hardware support to software and then to testing. And he also shares some stories about how he used to isolate problems and solve them when he was a hardware service engineer using just two tools, a multimeter and a CRO, and how he was able to adapt to a problem resolution approach from a designer inventor aspiration, essentially from being an R&D person to getting a service mindset. He also talks about moving to an automotive company as the first independent test engineer and how he grew this team to over 200 in about 10 years. He also shares his approach to personal scaling by investing and developing others and how he took up a delivery role to get an experience on the right side of the V model. How about taking up a delivery role to get the experience of both sides of the traditional V model of testing. Listen on. Hi Venu, welcome to the Software People Stories. Thank you, Shiv. It is a wonderful opportunity for me to tell about myself and my story. Yeah, I'm, wait, I'm all ears. I'm waiting to listen to your story. Yes. And as you know, our format is you know, we start with a self-introduction. Yes. And you can talk about you know, your story and also your career trajectory in terms of all the things that you've done. Yes. And that should trigger my curiosity and we'll have conversation around that. Nice. Yeah, so basically I can introduce myself as a system engineer. I think you call this a software people story. So I am a person with a kind of different background, actually. So, so yeah, I'm a system engineer uh, with a started with a hardware, software, testing, delivery, etc. So basically, I I was born in uh, Kerala. So I think southern part of Kerala, I think uh, it's, people call us a God's own country. Yeah, so I born there. Most of my childhood memories are in uh, Kerala. So there's a place called Alapi. I think you heard about Alapi, correct? Yeah. There are a lot of backwaters are there. Yeah. So that's a time and a place I had education till fifth standard. So I had a very nice childhood memories in Alapi. Then I came to Kotem. So my father was in a kind of a government service. So he used to transfer every two years. He used to travel across all over Kerala. So after I born, it was stopped actually, but it was a good experience. I had my education till only. So my schooling was in a kind of a government school and then I took a, a PUC and then in a government engineering college got him. So I took electrical engineering hmm, as a kind of main subject there. Yeah. So overall, my passion started for engineering my early career. So I had one of my uncle who was an engineer. So that's where uh, the interest for engineering started. So but it was a quite uh, 
long journey or a difficult journey to achieve that at that time due to various reasons at time because of uh, education financial background and also other factors yeah wonderful i yeah. recently had an opportunity to visit alappuram i yes. was in uh, a place called kayamkulam yes it is nearby yes alappuram and then those backwaters the the boat ride and the uh, yes onam race is supposed to be also yes, conducted yes. there right yeah wonderful yes place. yes wonderful place actually yeah uh, so it's very interesting we've had uh, a few guests in the past who yes have had a hardware background or had a hardware software background yes my interest when i was doing engineering was in hardware yes and my project was also in hardware good and good there was a friend of mine who got me into software and then it so turned out that his career was in hardware and yes. he got into hardware and i got into software yes so when you say a systems engineer yes and hardware software yes how do you go about identifying a solution and decide what will be in hardware what will be in software basically when i started the engineering degree itself it is not not even hardware it is pure electrical engineering that time so my passion was more into electrical engineering we started with the interest in designing the power system designing the electrical machineries designing high voltage engineering that was my core passion actually so my coming into the system engineering itself is an accident if you ask me <laughs> i was dreaming about joining a company like bhcl or uh, joining some electricity board etc during that time so due to various reason i could not get any of this company that time because of limited opportunities so that is the time i got into this kind of hardware engineering job in one of the multinational company like uh, philips so it is not a kind of design job i got first time it was more of a kind of uh, troubleshooting so i could say my first job was a kind of customer service engineer to service the television systems and the uh, dvd systems and audio okay. system so okay. that is where uh, my system journey started where this product will fail it will come to service centers or it may be in the customer place nobody know what's the reason the symptom may be like no audio it is not switching on or it is hacking uh, uh, continuously rebooting like that and then we need to attack where is the issue so it was more of a system thinking to find where is the issue we don't have any clue so what you have in front of me was only a kind of service manual so philips has given all of us a kind of a good training for us all the engineers before we step into field so we have a kind of service manual which is around 10 pages about power supply about the control signals about the audio path etc and we need to systematically address based upon symptom so we need to follow a particular workflow how to attack this problem in a systematic way that's where uh, my first experience of system started actually so we don't know where is the issue it's a simple user interface issue or a simple issue with respect to some functionality issue but how to get into the systematic issues in a systematic ways sometime issue can be hardware that time it was more of a hardware issue but now i can see a lot of issues nowadays hardware never fail actually everything is stable for a period of time everything is stable yeah. the issue is failing software nowadays so it was a kind of experience i started with uh, that consumer electronics company where finding fixing the bug in a kind of uh, board level mm-hmm. so i used to deep i have only two tools that i 
I had a multimeter. I had a CRO, nothing else. <laughs> okay. Like uh, these are the two tools. Like a doctor, when you when you uh, see the patient, so I need to see the board in various <laughs> circuitry. What is the voltage? What is the signal? And then finally arrive at a place which caused the issue, and then try to rectify it. So it's a kind of complete exploration actually. We don't know what is the background. Now slowly you find what is the symptom. Then we have a guideline available. What to do next? What to do next? And finally, we find the issue. So that experience really helped me to think the issues in a big picture. Then slowly narrow down to the issue where it is really causing the issue. That was really nice. I did it for around three years. I did it in the kind of field actually. Yeah, that was the experience with engineering first. So even though it was not a career which I wanted to do. But somehow, over a period of time, I got love with this job of system engineering, and then uh, maybe I'll tell you how it happened. The further transition <laughs> to different different career interest happened after that. Yeah. So one question here. Yes. Uh, see, in uh, engineering, yes, we are normally trained or taught yes. to design things, to do things new, yes. and also with all yes. the enthusiasm. At least I had that saying that I'm going to change the world and we're going to create, invent new yes. things, and all that. Yes. So with that kind of a mindset, yes, to get into a more structured way, like you said about debugging yes. or trying to isolate the problem or identify the problem. Yes. Uh, how was that? Transition for you. So it was quite challenging initially. See, normally in engineering we never think in this way. Maybe when you do a project, it was more of a design. I have some idea. How do I translate this idea into a solution? Maybe circuit or some kind of programming, etc. It was never a focus of debugging. Debugging happens at the end of the day. When nothing fails, something will do. It's a profession in my life actually. But fortunately, it was a kind of other way. The career started with that area where troubleshooting was a main job. So that really helped me to even solve the issues, even in the professional life and personal life. It gives a lot of courage, actually. So normally in life, normally we have a lot of. Whenever you get an issue, you get fed up, correct? Right? So when you have a problem, how do I solve it? You have some kind of tension, even in a professional life or in a personal life. But by having this kind of experience in the early life, sometimes. The people will be standing near to me until I service and give the <laughs> board to them in a good condition. Mm-hmm. And it was all of high-end television, like a plasma television or a kind of HD television, where the customers are of high profile. So even if it's a mistake, even if it is come back after one month, they will always be very upset actually. And uh, even I had experience of even visiting a consumer court that time. So whenever there's an issue which was not solved correctly, sometimes what happens is due to various reason. The solution may not be right. You may replace some kind of component. Sometimes it may come again after one month, and they may file a complaint against the company in consumer forum. In that case, I need to even visit the consumer forum, represent the company, what we have done for quality, what work we have done, how it is good, and we will ensure the quality in future. If there are issues, we will take care of financing those solution, etc. So, in the first two or three years, was a kind of completely challenging, not only technical. But also from the leadership perspective, organizing your work perspective, talking to different stakeholders, <laughs> uh, talking with the production team, talking with the sales team. So it was a kind of very good exposure I got from early career. Even though some of my friends told, "Oh, it's not a good profession. Service means yeah, it's a low class job. It's a second grade job. 
Why do you want to go? You need to go to R&D. But I never felt like that, that point of time, the kind of challenges what you face in service industry is also extremely important because at the end of the day, that is something which will keep the end customer happy for the next purchase or the next service. So it was really nice to get a very good customer-centric thinking, which I got from that first job. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, there are a couple of questions which I will hold back yes. and then ask you maybe a little later. Yes. So yes, yes. What happened after that? So after that, uh, what happened is I, I think that's the time the 2000 early, the Y2K issue was coming and then uh, everybody wanted to come to IT industry. Even I was also part of that race. Yeah, I also need to come to the IT industry uh, because the growth of hardware engineer was also not so good at that point of time. And I was not getting opportunity in other core electric area. That's the time I got a job in uh, uh, a kind of same company, but a software part. And they hired me as a hardware engineer again. I wanted software in the job, but they hired me as a hardware engineer. But there, working as a hardware engineer, I work with the test engineers also as a kind of uh, during my debugging, testing engineers also be part of it. So while working with those people, I found that that is a very nice career. And uh, with my system thinking background, uh, it was very good actually. So then I realized that software testing is my passion. That was the thinking or the area which I really wanted to do. Mm. So then my, I have taken a very clear goal actually. Yeah, I need to get my career into software testing or a system testing. So that time I even worked in weekends, in the lab along with the test engineers. And I used to find defects and give it to them. <laughs> Some critical defects. Okay. And then they used to file actually. So that was the time I used to learn this. Then I have attended some training in uh, software testing. So that's the time I think you heard about something called uh, ISTQB, International Software Test Qualification Board. Yeah. And uh, testing was not so structured that time. Yeah. So testing was evolving and there was no proper body of knowledge where we can educate people in the testing. So I got exposure there through one of my friends and uh, I did my kind of certification there. I used to be foundation level. So where it gave me a very clear approach on testing as a career, what you should do, what are the different methodologies, what are the different strategies we should use in various situations. And that is where I learned a lot of test aspect as a kind of part-time. Doing a hardware job, but learning testing as a kind of part-time or a side business. At some point of time, I wanted to become a test engineer in my own company, but that time due to various reasons, I could not get it. Unfortunately, I got an opportunity to become a test engineer in a very automotive company. I think uh, Robert Bosch, I think that is one of the big companies at the time. So I could proudly say that I was the first independent test engineer in that company, actually, in Bangalore. Oh. So that is where the, the companies were trying to hire testing team. And uh, typically, we have a mentality of development team, don't want to do testing, right? So, and uh, if you wanted to have a testing team, we need to have an independent testing team. So that's the time the company was thinking how to establish a kind of testing team independently to grow up. So fortunately, I got a break there. So even though I never had any software testing hands-on experience, somehow I could crack the interview. The interviewer was uh, very happy with uh, whatever test techniques or methods I could crack in the interview. And then uh, I could get that job. And that was, I would say, one of the turning points in my career itself to become the independent test engineer for a automotive car multimedia product. Uh, basically into software testing of uh, 
car radios that time very early phase so today car radios are very complex that time we had only a small functionality of tuner functionality am fm or a simple playback of uh, audio video uh, media etc so that was the challenge we started from there and then there was a big career in front of me interesting so it was so good actually it was a struggle initially to get into this testing career but it was nice yeah see the role of a tester is actually very critical yes and when you said that you are the first independent test engineer yes i can imagine that you are probably like a lone ranger not trying to yes so initially it was a lone ranger initially so i was not knowing what to do and even though i had learned testing but hands on experience was missing so one good thing happened was i had an opportunity to visit germany so that time headquarters the testing department was headed in germany so i visited there and i was there working there for around one year so that was a very tremendous experience i tested the software in the lab benches in the car and also in the field by taking the system into various countries so wow. i got a yes auto vans we should test the car reception uh, navigation how it works etc in various places under the tunnel the areas where power supplies lines are more there are areas where we have a confusion on the road traffic so the entire software get loaded into that kind of environment how it is working in rf side and also from navigation side so it was a very good experience for one year then i had to come back to india then the challenge in front of me is make a team from 1 to 10 in 3 months <laughs> that was the task in front of me <laughs> then i had to hire a team uh, have a lot of interviews so that time it was very difficult to get people with this background because we get people with a testing background but we also need people with interest in electronics hmm? so it is a kind of knowledge about electronics to me plus testing background so it was a challenge but we could get some good people initially some three four people and later these three people became a pillar of this big team and at some point of time after 10 years this one person team became a department of 200 actually so that was the growth and the kind of exposure what we got there which i really cherish in my career yeah yeah the question i have is um, you talked about different scenarios under which you needed to test yes i am assuming that this requires both a domain knowledge yes as well as the conditions under which your solution is going to be used correct exactly so as a person who is coming from a different background yes yes how were you able to understand this quickly and apply it to enhance your role yeah so basically since the first job was mainly into hardware the domain understanding 50% already available because i could understand the rf domain i could understand this audio video domain i could understand this communication domain so these are very critical so any multimedia product these three four things are very critical so since i was working in television and dvd system so the domain understanding was already there sometime if you want to find defects at system level i would say the domain understanding is more required compared to a software development so it is more of a domain understanding which will help you to find defects of course you need to understand the software test techniques so what are the different condition or what are the different inputs or what are the different uh, environment we should test it that is there 
but the domain plays a big part when you test this kind of embedded system so it's a combination of domain understanding plus the scientific methods available in the software testing so we need the blend of both actually to become a good tester but sometimes we don't get a tester having experience in both the domains sometimes i have taken engineers from healthcare system also who tested ultrasound and machine that's okay but they have a very critical mindset or a safety mindset available so we train them in their domain and they become a good tester i also had a test testers who doesn't have any testing background like me but have a very good domain knowledge so we teach them test techniques so the team is built up with with the people with the both side no? so that way uh, we get a good team with a complementary skill so we don't have people with only one skill there are multiple skills so it depends upon the project and the context we all support each other so that was the kind of strategy which i adopted in my hiring that time one thing i've noticed among most of the testers yes is an extremely high sense of ownership yes god they feel that uh, they cannot miss something because after yeah. them after the game <laughs> yes. is actually going out to the users you get personally insulted if you get a bug <laughs> right that... <laughs> yeah so in that kind of a say style of working yes when you were doing things as an individual contributor yes and you said you had to ramp up a team very quickly yes how difficult or easy was it for you yeah it was very it was very difficult it was very difficult because after working for 5 years and so on then it's a different ball game so you can't test everything every product every project so it is no more about yourself so i have done one year testing that story is over now the company is looking for in a larger scale so you can't scale by yourself alone so then one thing which i focused is transfer the knowledge what your practical experience you have to the new people then empower them completely then you get into a kind of consulting mode not giving solution let them make a mistake and come with the question so i used to encourage people to ask questions so we give a fundamental domain training fundamental testing training then i leave it to them they may make mistake so initially we also had a situation where uh, escalation happened normally as a part of growth so the testing quality may not be so good initially because team is also new so we also had a customer escalation but then our customers also very cooperative so they also sent experts to india so it was kind of a strategy where our engineer goes to germany for some kind of practical experience their engineer comes to india uh, to give some kind of orientation and mentoring so and then it was more of a kind of team management rather than doing everything by myself so it was a kind of good learning so it, i learned in a very hard way so it was not come naturally so but then once i realized that it's not more about my individual testing knowledge it is more of a collective testing knowledge by the complete team so everybody has to play their role actually yeah so only thing is we need to find out some good people in the team who is passionate that is very difficult so the hiring the initial team is extremely critical we need that three four leaders who are passionate about doing things then it's a multiplier effect one become three then three become nine then nine become 90 90 become uh 200 etc so that is what we should do the kind of change reaction so some people we need to identify empower them and then they need to run their project it will grow like that so basically i use the strategy uh, make a chain actually a chain of leads uh, to propagate this knowledge and the sharing of knowledge plus experience very nice so just to extend this 
this yes. sharing of knowledge yes uh, this is something that i've always wondered you know, how best it can be done because testing yes. is usually a lag activity after yeah it comes after development yes so you always say that you know building the right thing or building quality yes. in etc yes so yes. in this education or training people etc yes. have you experimented with creating that skill or knowledge among the developers also or the designers yes it is happens in both the side so what happens is sometime what happens is our testers will participate in kind of developer training also so for example when developers attend some unit testing training so our tester also will help them to identify some test scenarios similarly we also invite developer also into our uh, training program sometime but sometime what happens is the tester uh, he tend to think only in a black box mindset actually mm-hmm. only at a system level or a functional level mm-hmm. or sometimes what happens is to find some critical defect you cannot limit yourself yeah okay so basically the training how we collaborate with the developers and the tester so initially the focus was more on the functionality of a product so normally tester never think about uh, implementation structural how it is constructed etc yeah so we tend to think only as a kind of black box but then later i realized that we can't have a one kind of strategy in finding defect so sometime it also help having the knowledge about structure knowledge about implementation also will help to find certain defect faster especially in certain critical issue if you know how it is implemented then you can directly trigger a test cases instead of trying lot of things so we use that kind of approach so that also we have experimented actually so in that cases there are cases where we are software developer to inject some defect intentionally in the software and then we give that software to tester okay. so the tester is able to <laughs> find the defect early something like that so that kind of thing also we have done actually creating a defect in a product and then uh, try to see how many of them a tester is able to find it so it is not just theoretical training we also give some this kind of practical training uh, to find out systematically what is the issue and then Uh, detect those things yeah so was there any more transition in your career after that yeah so after that uh, by becoming a testing and then i became a test manager then i was leading a testing group around 100 people there then i also made a one transition to a startup company so there was a company called uh, prism displays so that display company was manufacturing a this lasting display with a size of a big uh, room kind of thing so there i have helped uh, to establish a testing practice from scratch and until the mass production that was around 2 uh, 3 2 1/2 years and then i made a career transition to a kind of a delivery role actually so i thought with the background of service with the background of testing and quality assurance i got a good idea about the right hand side of the v why don't we get a good exposure to full way you know? the entire life cycle how it goes uh, what challenges we are facing that is where i took a role of a delivery manager or a project manager so i also played the role of a project manager at the time and that's the time i had association with the pm power also so in 2005 pm power was uh, the trainer for us in uh, robert bosch okay. so that's the time i got a fundamentals of project management by some of our eminent experts in pm power 
and uh, then i thought okay project management is also one of the passionate area so and then i became a delivery manager in my previous company i was a kind of delivery head actually so all the project management and program managers reported to me globally for a platform project and the customer programs so that was a kind of different scale of operation uh, testing we think in terms of one side of we whereas now you need to understand the business side understand the customer side understand the entire software life cycle part at the same time ensure the quality ensure on time delivery so that's a different challenge so because i also wanted to challenge myself i don't want to uh, limit myself only to one area but try to understand the entire product life cycle experience through which the because of this experience yeah i got good experience there. yeah so from your experience yes would you think that having testing as a completely independent function yes is better than say testing being embedded as part of the development team yeah so i think this is a tricky question yeah it is also an important question we need to find an answer yeah i asked him his view on whether testing should always be independent or can it be embedded in the software development process and the developer roles the answer to that question and a lot more in the next episode we thank siddharth for the music and anita for promoting the software people stories if you like this episode please subscribe on your favorite podcast client and spread the word in your network if you'd like to share your story contact us at podcast@pm-powerconsulting.com